Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today with Exposure Business. And um, we have a special guest today, um, Mr. Kevin Waiters. Um, there is a story about um, him and his brother that um, brought them closer together. And, um, you know, we have family and we would never think, you know, we would have to sacrifice something, especially, you know, when it comes to our health, our body, our organs or anything like that. We would never think that, you know, we would have to sacrifice something like that. You know, when we think of, okay, family having some type of medical emergency, it could be financial or transportation or um, something like that. Or just, you know, sometimes just sitting and, you know, family rotating if someone needed some type of 24-hour care. Um, but when it comes to the story that you're about to hear, uh, a lot of us would not think that, you know, this is something that we would have to go through with a family member or even, you know, just have this type of medical uh, emergency. So um, with, it's, it's an amazing story, you know, I'm kind of hesitant, you know, with, you know, finding the words because is one of the things that even me, you know, I can't think of, you know, wow, you know, how, how, how would I react or how could I help a family member if the tables, you know, if that was something that I had to go through. So um, we're going to get right into it. Um, good morning, Kevin, and thank you for coming on with us this morning. Good morning. And I really appreciate being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Let's, you know, tell us a little bit about who Kevin is and um, the, the start up to, you know, what we're going to get into. Okay. Well, first of all, um, my name is Kevin L. Waiters, and I was born in, in East Springs, South Carolina, a little small town. Uh, it's about 30 miles south of Charlotte, North Carolina, and 50 miles north of Columbia, South Carolina. So we're kind of in between two metropolitan cities. And mm -hmm. I grew up on a, you know, grew up on a farm. Uh, my great-grandfather purchased 200 acres in 1875. And mm -hmm. his goal was as long as the waiters was living, and he wanted to live in South Carolina, he had a place to live. And so till today, we still have those 200 acres intact. So we one of the only families that still owns uh, our 200 acres. So mm -hmm. I'm the ninth of 11 children. There's six boys and five girls. Wow. <laughs> uh, my father and mother, uh, they was they were sweethearts. They got married and they was married for 45 years before my father went to heaven. So um, I was, grew up in a Christian family. My father uh, was a, a superintendent of our church for mm -hmm. 40 years. Uh, my mother was secretary for 50. My great-grandfather helped founded our church in 1865, New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. So, you know, we've been uh, deep-rooted in uh, the religious background. We grew up, you know, uh, really just respecting people, loving one another. And I can, I can remember that we never missed a meal. My mother always prepared three meals a day. So uh, growing up as a young man, and, being the ninth of 11, 
you know, my brothers, they made all the mistakes. I just watched them. And I learned how to do that. <laughs> you would get I understand. I'm a middle child, so I, I definitely understand. I'm going to watch you, but I'm going to back away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I learned a lot about what not to say and what to do. So when, it, when I came along, it was, uh, it was you know, it was during the, uh, the Vietnam era. You know, I was born in 1957. So, uh, you know, Vietnam started in 1960. So, you know, I'm like three years old when Vietnam started, and I had I had three brothers that went in the army, and two of them went to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So uh, my family was dealing with a lot during that time frame. Times were pretty hard, you know. So we uh, we were learning how to. I uh, went through integration segregation in 1969. Uh, I received a letter from the school board, and it says, "Congratulations, you are now uh, we'd be attending South Middle School." I'm going. Where is South Middle School? Because we had, from from my first grade to my sixth grade, I went to all black school. And they had from mm -hmm. the first through the 12th. And so, uh, and my brother, you know, he went to that school also. When he graduated, he uh, he went in, went to college and he ended up in the army going to Vietnam. And so, you know, in the Vietnam, they had a lot of things that, uh, you know, uh, they had Agent Orange over there and they didn't recognize Agent Orange until, you know, later on in life, they kind of recognized the war itself. And uh, he got sprayed with that Agent Orange and stuff. So, it, you know, things like that can affect your health. And, you know, so while he was in Vietnam, you know, I'm going through high school and uh, we had, uh, you know, what we're looking at all the things that are happening, you know, in society, like to, to with the integration, segregation, and then we had the Vietnam War going on, and then we had, so putting all those things together, we was able to weather the storm. The family was able to get through everything. And then as I, uh, when I when I graduated, I went to college, and then I ended up joining the United States Marine Corps. And I ended up spending 24 years in the Marines. And uh, so a whole various jobs in that perspective. Once I retired from the Marines, I came home and the Lord sent me home. I came home and I became a deputy sheriff and I was working as a deputy sheriff. So um, what happened was I was a detective with the Lancaster County Sheriff Department and I received a phone call from my brother. And uh, he was a pastor in Washington, DC. And he says, I need a favor. I said, sure. Well, what you need? He says, would you consider donating me a kidney? I said, oh, sure, you know, I could do that. And I really didn't understand even what I was saying, oh, sure, too, because I had never been, I had never been sick. I had never been in the hospital. And all the physicals I've taken through the military and in law enforcement, um, I really didn't, you know, I had uh, donating I had, uh, I was a donor on my driver's license, but I really didn't know what a donor meant. You know, and I'm saying, you know, I, I had it written down, but I really didn't know. And when he asked me, I was like, sure, you know. Well, as soon as the phone, I hung up the phone with him, God spoke to me. He just whispered in my ear, he says, you're the donor. And I was like, well, I'm willing to be the donor. And myself and two of my other brothers, we went to Charlotte, North Carolina to test to see 
which of the three of us will be a match? So we said, we'll let the guys do it. We won't bother any of the girls. We'll let the girls stay okay. So we um, went to Charlotte and uh, all three of us got tested. And believe it or not, all three of us was a match to my brother. And they were, do you know what the odds are? Three brothers matching the fourth brother was like, no. They said, well, but the kidney we want is the lieutenant kidney, which I was a lieutenant at the sheriff's department. And they said, well, why do you want his kidney? And they said, well, he's a perfect match. Well, I didn't know what that meant. But yeah. I was like, I, I'm already, I'm already, I was telling my brothers, I'm the donor. I said, man, I got this, you know. I was kind of bragging a little bit because God had already told me I was the donor. I said, I got mm-hmm. this. And he was like, wow. So they said, okay, what we're going to need to do now is get you prepped. You know, so that we can get your brother, you know, healthy enough to do to do the transplant. So, in the meantime, you know, one thing about a donor is that you got to stay healthy too. You know, you got to make sure that you don't get sick and you don't get hurt. You know, and me working in law enforcement, you don't have to worry about how to get shot, anything of that nature. Right. You, know, you got to pretty much your life is your life is kind of on hold just as well as the recipient that may not be quite healthy enough to even go through a transplant. And that was the case with my brother. My brother had some major health issues and they had to get him prepped and prepared to even do the transplant because they had told him that the dialysis that he was on was no longer working. And if he didn't get a transplant, he wasn't gonna live. So it was like, now it's a matter of life and death of me saving my brother. And by me being a perfect match, I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever it takes to make this happen. And so we went in a process. And by me being a veteran and my brother was a veteran, I said, man, let's look at the VA and see if they would help pay for this. Because a transplant is very expensive. Even the process of getting people prepared for it and everything. So went to the VA. They decided, they said, have you... Um, so are you aware of NIH? I said, what's that? They said, the National Institution of Health, which is in Bethesda, Maryland. And I said, my brother said, I'm familiar with them. So we'll go over there and let them know about your story and see would they take over your case. And sure enough, we went there and they were jumping up and down because by me being a perfect match, I'm a live donor. Man, this is going to be great. you know. So they want to be a part of it. And so then we went through the process of getting all the tests made, uh, taken through them, MRIs, CAT scans, upper GIs. They're working on my brother to get him healthy. And then they're basically testing me through every test known to mankind. So uh, it took exactly almost 11 months to get my brother healthy enough so that we could do the transplant. And then God made it so that we can actually go through that. So in the process, there was a lady that told me, she said, can I put you on prayer list? And I said, sure. She said, I want to pray that you and your brother have a successful operation. She said, my sister lives in Charlotte and I live in Lancaster and we're going to pray. We're going to have a connection. We're going to have a prayer line so that God is going to bless y'all to have a successful operation. Mm-hmm. Where here's the problem. My mother saying, 
wait a minute. God would not put me through having two sons on the operating table. And I said, Mother, I can't explain it. I said, but God want us to do this transplant. And then she says, well, um, son, you're just a baby Christian. I've been knowing the Lord a whole lot longer, and God is not going to put me through going through having two sons on our prayer table. And I said, Mother, I can't explain it, but God wants us to do this transplant. Well, down the road, uh, time has, you know, went by, so we're just about about a month away from the transplant. And I was working on a case, and I was leaving my office to go take photos of the of the car. It was a car burning, a motorcycle burning in the middle of the night. So I was going to leave to go to take photos of it. I leave my office, and I get to the stoplight, and I try to turn my car left, and it wouldn't go. And I tried with all my might. My car would not go down. God says, go by the phone company. I said, a phone company? So then I started driving down the street, and I said to the Lord, I said, I'm going to go through the drive-thru. He said, no, you go inside. I said, for what? He said, why are you arguing with me? And I said, that's right. Why am I arguing with God? <laughs> you know, we have a tendency to argue with God, you know. And I said, yes, oh, God, I'm going to go inside. And so I walked inside and I paid the phone bill. And then I took three steps away from the counter and I couldn't move. And I'm just planted there. And I'm going, Lord, I've been obedient. I was whispering to God. I said, yeah. I'm obedient. You got me looking crazy in front of these people because customers were walking around me. Mm -hmm. Well, right after that, the lady that told me she was going to put me on the prayer list walks out of her office. And when she sees me, she went, oh, I need to see you. Don't go anywhere. And I'm like, I can't. I'm playing it on this carpet. And then she said, I got a customer. So she go, she go and uh, she get a customer. She get rid of her customer. And she motioned for me to come over. So I guess over there and she says, look, I got a message from God through my sister to you. And Lord knows my heart started pounding. And I was like, she said, so powerful. I had to write it down. So she goes in her briefcase and she comes out with it and she's shaking with it, you know, in my heart. I'm going to have a heart attack because I'm like, what if God told her sister to tell it on me, you know? And uh, she started reading it. She said, God says that you will be pierced in your right side and you will have an open wound for mankind and you will live and not die. And we just bust out and start crying. And it was like we were inside of this invisible bubble. And it was just three people in the bubble. It was uh, the Holy Spirit, Miss Ross, and myself. And I mean, we were just crying tears of joy. And I know our coworkers had to hear, like, what in the world is going on with them? So, and finally, you know, kind of calming down a little bit. And she said, I got more. And I'm like, I don't know if my heart can take any more. And she says, God told her. Sister to tell me that he couldn't holler bear it when he hung his son on the cross, that his son was piercing his right side, that his son has an open wound for mankind, and oh he would live and not die. And we just oh bust out started crying again. And it was just like, it was, I was just like, I was like in a uh, it was this invisible capture. I till this day, I don't remember any of her co-workers' faces. Okay, I don't. And um and then I was like, I said, like, so when we finally calmed down, 
I said, Ms. Ross, I have one question to ask you. And she said, what's that? I said, how long have you known this? And she says, I couldn't tell you unless the Holy Spirit brought you here. I said, you won't believe this. I said, I was at the stoplight trying to turn left. And the Spirit told me to turn right. As I was going down the street, and I told him I was going to go through the drive-thru. He told me to no, go inside. As I went to the counter, and I took three steps, and I couldn't leave out the office until I saw you. I said, the Spirit brought me here. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> so here's the thing now. Um, so then, when I walked out of there, I don't remember touching the carpet. It was just mm -hmm. like I was like on clouds. And oh. I was kind of like a little drunk person, but you know, I got a badge and a gun on and, you know, a leather jacket because it was kind of in the wintertime. And I got outside, I called my brother, and he was still living in Washington. And I said, you are not going to believe what just happened. So he's crying, I'm crying. He said, wait a minute, let's call mother. So we'll call my mother three-way. And my mother's crying, I'm crying, and my mother goes, that's my confirmation. If God can handle his son on the cross, I can handle my two sons on the operating table. I said, thank you, Jesus. God has, we have won my mother's face over, faith over. Because, you know, she, my mother was born in 1922. And she remembered everything. She can remember when she was three years old. Her memory was just that good. Because she was saying to God, I said, you know, he could heal his kidneys with just a snap of a hand. You know, just blink of an eye. I said, I know that. I said, but God is trying to share something with us. I don't know what it is. And that's how he won her over because my faith wasn't strong enough to pull my mother over. She was just like, nope, you know, God ain't going to put me through that. But now she was willing. We had her on board. So I felt much better then, you know. Now, one of the things that man was going to take all this time, man is going to take my left kidney. The whole time I've been signing for my left kidney. Mm -hmm. So 97% of all kidney transplants is the left kidney, the left kidney. But what side God said I was going to be pierced on? On the right side. So 97% of all the kidneys are the left, but God said I was going to be pierced on my right side. So then at that point, we were pretty much ready to go. You know, we, my brother's healthy. I'm good to go. And they said, okay, Mr. Waiters, we need you to come up. And we need you to. We have ran every test known to man on you. Mm -hmm. What we're going to need you to do, we're going to need you to go down and take an x-ray of your left kidney and sign for your 11th reading. I said, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Time out. I said, what do you mean my 11th reading? They said, we're going to remove your 11th reading. I said, wait a minute. Are you going to put it back? They said, you're not going to even know it's missing. I'm like, yes, I will, because you told me you're going to take it. And we all started laughing. But they had never mentioned anything about this love and real now. So it kind of caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. I goes down, and I sign for my left kidney and my 11th rib, and I take an x-ray. I've been known to anyone, that's when God revealed to the doctor the miracle. Okay, so then the next day, they said, all right, we're going to uh, come up and we're going to sedate you. And then we're going to wear you down to the operating room and we're going to remove your left kidney and your 11th rib 
and we're going to put your kidney in your browser, and that's going to be it. I said, thank God. We've been waiting 11 months for this to happen. I said, thank you. Just going to, finally, we're going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So the morning they came in there, they sedated me through my IV, and they pulled me, you know, so then they said, how do you, you sleep? I said, I slept like a baby. They said, okay, let's go. So they strapped me down on the table, and the operation was on the ninth floor, and I was staying on the 11th floor. I'm the ninth of 11 of the children, and I said 9-11. So those were some numbers. And they all come in. The doctor scrubbed up. All his assistants are scrubbed up because he got, this is the institutional health. So they've got like all branches of doctors and military and nurses from all over the world. And so they're standing there, and, and my doctor comes over to me, who was an Army colonel. He says, Mr. Waiters? I said, yes, sir. He said, we got a problem. I said, are you kidding me? I said, what's wrong? He says, uh, you know your left kidney we was going to take? I said, yes, sir. He said, we don't want it. I said, you don't want it? I said, what's going on? They said, we want your right kidney. I said, what's wrong with my left kidney? They said, your left kidney has two ventricles. I said, what does that mean? They said, you have three kidneys. And everybody went, what? Three kidneys? And they goes, he's been sedated. And uh, they says, well, uh, uh, where's, your, where's your mother? And I says, they're all in, back in Washington. And so they all, they all left out of the operating room. And uh, they said, he's been, you know, he kind of sounds coherent. And I'm laying on the table going, God, now what's going to happen? So then mm -hmm. it goes out, they have a meeting. They come back in with a clipboard. And they said, Mr. Blaze, can you sign for your right kidney? I said, sure. They said, unstrap his hand. So they unstrap my arm and everything, and they put the clipboard over my face, and I signed for it. And they knocked me out. So it was like, okay, the transplant went great. So the next day, I was walking down the hall, and a doctor comes through, and he's looking at me kind of crazy. He shakes his head. I'm going, Doc, what's going on? I says, my brother okay? He says, your, your brother's fine. I says, so I said, so what's happening? He said, I don't believe you. I said, what are you talking about? He said, do you know how many transplants I've done in my career? I said, no, sir. He said, I've done hundreds. And I have never had the patient walking the next day. I said, well, doc, you know, I'm just trying to get out of here. I, 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 you know, I don't like y'all, but I heard if you start walking, you can start getting things moving in your body. Because, you know, when you do a transplant, they, uh, they put your organs to sleep. And so mm -hmm. they, you got to wake them up, you know, to, you know, so that they can go back to functioning and everything. So then he says, um, do you know what the odds of a perfect match is? I said, no, sir. He says, 14 million to one. He said, just like you won the Florida lottery. He said, do you know what the odds of three kidneys? I said, no, sir. He said, look, I know you're a big bad Marine, and I know you're a deputy sheriff. He said, well, you're some kind of angel. I'm scared of you, man. He said, the only thing that can explain this is God. He said, mm -hmm rattle our medical brain. The only explanation after talking to all the doctors in this on our staff, 
we have decided that you're a miracle from God. That's the only explanation to this, is God is in the miracle working business. So, you know, it's like I went to sleep and I had two kittens because they had ran through all those tests and all the physicals I had taken in the military and in law enforcement. And then I woke up with three kittens. So God didn't reveal the kidney to anyone until he revealed it to that doctor that night of the x-ray. I don't know when God put the kidney in me, but I do know God used me to be a carrier for a miracle that we can share with the world to save my brother's life. So then here's the next thing that he really got me. He says, you know, you're a pretty big man. He said, you know, we only had to do a 12-inch incision, a piercing, if it will, in your right side. And when he said that, I went to my room and I cried like a baby because I was like, he did not know the message that was sent from the Charlotte, Ms. the lady in Charlotte that God said, okay. you in your right side. And he used those exact phrases. He used yes. those exact word, Pierce. I said, that was told 500 miles away. And he couldn't have known it because I didn't tell him. Yeah. And when he used that terminology, I knew that that was God's miracle for me. So then when I get back to the room, the Lord spoke to me. He says, I didn't do this for you and your brother. I did this so that you could share with the world that I am still in the miracle working business. So that's my mission, to share with the world that God is still in the miracle working business. I'm a live alibi for God. And so then, so then he says, get the word out. So the best way to get the word out is to write a book. And so writing a book, you know, I have a book called Brother to Brothers, The Miracles mm -hmm. of the Family. And this book shares the story. Matter of fact, the story I just told you is one of the chapters in the book, and it's called Making the Right Turn for God. Making the Right Turn for God. There are miracles throughout this book. And, the, and one significant thing about it is, is that it gives you over 100 years about growing up in the South. And there's other angels that are in the book. And, you know, you can purchase this book. You can go on Yorkshire Publishing. Dot com and you can get this book. You can uh, you can Google my name, Kevin L. Waiters, and it you can it will pop up on Amazon.com. It's in books of millions. It's in Bonds and Nobles. And this book has so many miracles in it that it's a unbelievable how God is allowing me to share the story so that you can still believe that God is in the miracle working business. So this is my goal is to share with the world that God can make miracles happen in your life. I, I tell people, the kidney may have saved my brother's life, but the transplant saved my spiritual life because he gave me an opportunity for God to share what he can do for you in your life. I, um, I had a vision when I was 15 years old. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to be able to walk into a library, and I wanted my name across my chest. And this is exactly where my name is across my chest so and uh, and I'm like look at God making my dream come true mm -hmm. and 
back of my book, it has is it has three categories. It's a biography, an autobiography, and religion. So there's no category in that library that the book can't be placed. There's no category in a bookstore that the book can't be placed. And and what I would like to do, we this is the this is the holiday season. This is uh, celebrating the birth of our, our Christ, Lord Jesus, that for this, for this special, the first five viewers that tags and share with five people will get a free book autographed by me. The first five that tags and share will get a free autographed book by me. And I tell you, this book will change your life. One of the reasons that I love about it is that people ask me, so how difficult it is to write a book? I said, I can't answer that question because God was in control the whole time. You know, everything that was done, God opened doors for me. He opened this door, he opened that door. So I just want to tell people, if you never know what you might have to give for a family member. You never know that you may have to, what you might have to give for a loved one. I didn't know a lot about transplants before, but now I'm more educated about it, more willing to, to, do, to donate uh, organs to, uh, to family members or someone that I love that needs it. So the more you, the, I, I want us to get more involved in just not putting it on our driver's license, but really get involved in looking at seriously helping get some of these people off of dialysis. We, it, we're, we're, dialysis is like one of those kind of like quiet um, scenarios that you don't hear a lot about. You don't hear a lot of commercials about it. You don't hear any, you, know, you don't have to see it all being promoted or anything. And we really need to consider taking the stigma of, you know, uh, people like, well, I'm gonna let, I'm going with my organs the way you know, I came, you know, but I want to take away that stigma because God, I'm, I'm a live alibi for God. God can bless you to have a healthy life. I'm still, there's no limitations to the things that I do. I am still in good health. I'm still doing great. Uh, on my next birthday, I'll be 63 years old. My brother turns 72 next week. He, you know, so we're 10 years apart. And he's still loving life. And it's just, you know, we think about those times that God has given us to really share with the world that he is in the miracle working business. And it doesn't take long for God to create a miracle, just the blink of an eye. Yeah. Sometimes the miracles are just the unexplainable. Well, that's why they that's why they're called a miracle. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would like for all the viewers to step out on faith, take a chance, pick up brother to brother, share it with the loved one, tag some people, share this story with them because you have had miracles that have happened in your life and sometimes you just don't realize it that it was a miracle at the time. Sometimes you may not realize it that that was an angel that was intervening. There's a chapter in the book called A Hitchhiking Angel and I'll be honest with you, I thought it was just a hitchhiker. But when I wrote the book, God shared with me, he said, that was an angel that I placed in your life. 
And it just blew me away. All I could do is just cry. And, he, and then so the book, the title is called A Hitchhiking Angel. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so many different other uh, titles in the book. And, you know, I look at, I was a, a recruit in a Paris Island and I was 18 years old and I prayed for God to let it rain. And I didn't know what rain was going to do for me, but I was on, I was on light duty for three days and I couldn't train. And believe it or not, I prayed for rain. And that next day, it rained for three days. And then people's like, oh, my goodness. And that chapter's called Three Days of Rain. So God is just constantly creating miracles after miracles after miracles. And this book is, 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 is full of miracles. And we just want to continue to share with the world that if you believe in God, There is nothing impossible for God to do and what God can do for you. It will be an excellent, excellent Christmas gift for, you know, if you want to share something with someone, purchase Brothers to Brothers, the Miracles of the Family, and that you can share that with them for Christmas. You don't have to go out buying electronic toys and, you know, you don't have to go out and buy jewelry. That book will be a gift that will warm their heart, it will fill their spirit, and it will give them love for one another so that if something like that may happen to your family member or someone you love, you will have a better understanding on how God is being controlled. There's nothing God can't do. And God knows knows the things that you want in life even better than you do. So I just want to tell everyone, thank you for allowing me to really share my story with my mother and my brother and my family on how God had made miracles happen in our lives and that he is continuing to make miracles after miracles after miracles because God no God loves you and I love you too. And I want to thank you for allowing me to share this with you today. Thank you. Wow. I mean this is just, it's, it's so encouraging um, to hear your story. And I have to say, when you were reading the letters from the, um, the words from the letter that the lady gave you, and I just started getting chills. I imagine just start feeling it just like, oh my God, you know, that was truly, you know, coming from God for me to feel it way on this end. Um, and I mean, you know, sometimes we say, you know, God, you're you a comedian. Because, you know, sometimes he do stuff and we like, are you for real? <laughs> okay. You know, so, so you know, we, 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 we have a funny God sometimes. Um, but when he speaks, we have to learn to listen. And just human nature, we do question it. And it's, you know, why me? Why God? Why this? And that's just us being human. Mm-hmm. But we also have to remember and go back to understand I'm, I'm, I'm the one, you know, I'm the one. And we just have to start learning how to listen uh, to those things. And things happen in our life over time that we may not understand it at that particular moment. Uh, it could be some storm that we have to go through and we have to ride that wave. You know, I joke about it sometimes. Like, hey, get on that surfboard. Let's, let's ride that wave. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, see what happens. If we fall off, let's get back on, get back on that surfboard. But... Uh, while we're in the midst of that storm, 
you know, we like, you know, come on, God, let's hurry up. We, we, we can't, we don't want to sit in this too much longer, but it's within his time. Right. And um, it's hard for us to uh, absorb and wait for him to do whatever it is he's going to do. And sometimes that may not happen to years later. It's not going to happen tomorrow or the next month or within this year. It could be years later, you know, went through that storm, things didn't happen, and you forgot all about that. But, you know, when it circles back around, you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, your story is, I mean, it's, it's truly encouraging. Um, it's, I mean, it's just so much in that, and it's, I mean, wow. And then for you, you know, to all of a sudden have this third kidney throughout your entire life, you never knew. And then, boom, there it is. And the doctor said what well, he was going to do, but God said, no, we, we're not going to do that, love. We're going to come over here to this right, like I said we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so to have all of that and for it to have all those little droplets that's dropping and all these different people, different areas that you wasn't even aware of. Right. And and as you were going through, you got people that's coming. You say, "Hey, I got a message from this person to pass along to you." From right. and it's like it's it's like God, wow! You know these people don't even know me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know me, like, but yeah. you know, having that and and people supporting you, and then you know your mom was against it at first, and then she's like, "Okay, if God said do it, I need to step back." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to step back. So. I am truly honored to have this conversation with you today. And again, hold your book up so everybody can see, you know, uh, brother to brother and be sure that you go out and purchase this book. And I'm going to say anyone that um, purchased an ad with exposure business will get a free book. So I'm going to put that in that, you know, you, if you, uh, Get an ad with Exposure Business, sure you get a book, uh, Brother to Brother uh, by Kevin Waiters. Um, I, I thank you for sharing. I thank you for uh, willing to be so open with your story and that, you know, you and your brother are okay and that you came through that with, with, with no, nothing afterwards. It's like, hey, we went in and Simple as you say, we hear people say, okay, well, we're just going to take out your kidney, put it in, in your brother, and y'all will be good. Easier said than done. Yes, you know, yes. but to really go through a major surgery like that and to come out like, all right, you know, I had a little wound, we put a band aid on it, and now we fix it, you know, get up, keep moving. Uh-huh. You know, and be walking that very next day. That's, yeah. that's, that's nobody but God. Nobody but God. Yes. So, again, I thank you so much for, uh, coming on, sharing your story, and um, I wish you much success. So we're going to go ahead and, um, you know, end the show. But again, I I truly thank you uh, for coming on. Thank you. I'm Kevin and Waiters, and this book is called Brothers to Brothers, The Miracles of the Family. You can purchase this book by going on YorkshirePublishing.com. You can go on Amazon.com. You can also go on Books A Million and Bonds and Noble. By the way, you could Google my name, Kevin L. Waiters, and I will pop up. So look, purchase this book. It's a great gift for Christmas. 
It's about me allowing God to bless me to give a kid a kidney to my brother. But not only God blessed me to donate a kidney to my brother, he allowed God bless me with three kidneys. So just think about this. The miracles of the family. Three kidneys? Have you ever heard of that? I haven't. I went to sleep with two kidneys, and God blessed me. When I woke up, I had three. Try this book, Brothers to Brothers, The Miracles of the Family. You won't regret it. Thank you.